0: After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, wise men from the east saw a great light in the sky and came to worship the child. Mm-hmm. Oh, come. hmm Oh, come. Mm-hmm. Oh, come. Oh, come, let us adore him.
1: here to celebrate Christmas, the coming of Jesus Christ into this world. God so loved the world that he gave, and his birth set in course that which would change everything. And not just for those who had the privilege of experiencing the first Christmas, but as you can see from our modern day people around the nativity, it has affected and changed the course for every single human being since that point. And here's why. Hope. Hope. It's the difference between the world without Jesus and the world with Jesus. It's important for us to internalize this reality. Without Jesus, there is no hope. That's exactly what the Bible says. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12. It's powerfully reminding people who had already experienced the coming of Jesus not just into the world, but into their lives and the impact it made. But it's easy to start forgetting. And so the Apostle Paul reminded them. He said, remember that at the time before you experienced Christ, when you were separate from Christ, your life was defined this way. You were without hope because you were without God. God is the source for our hope. God's the source for all of our lives. Without him, we don't have it. So, without Jesus, our failures, and we all have them, right? With right? I just thought I was with some perfect people here for a minute. I I just wanted to make sure that we knew. Yeah. We're all failures. We've all failed in one way or the other. And I know how we rationalize it. We look at the other person and said they failed worse. But we look back at them and think, they failed worse. I mean, but we're all failures. Failure without Jesus is final. I mean, think about it. No do-overs, no new beginnings, no hope for making things right. Stuck forever with the finality of our failures. Without Jesus, all hope for finding what all of us long for, purpose and meaning and some kind of fullness in life is lost. Without Jesus, there are no great endings. None. All of us are writing the story of our lives, and let's be really, really honest. Most of us have written a really bad first chapter. Well, let's really, really be honest. If you think you're still on the first chapter, you're really deceived. Most of us have written dozens of chapters. Pretty bad story. No way to get to a good ending until Jesus came. Because Jesus has come, we can experience great endings. They don't have to just be the stuff of fairy tales. And here's the truth. We don't have to hope he'll come. We can know he's come. And because Jesus Christ came into the world, there is hope for the hopeless in this world, which means there's hope for you and for me. That's what John three sixteen says. It's why it's such a popular, popular verse. You're going to probably see it between the goalposts at the Lions game as they're taking down the Minnesota Vikings today. I mean, you're gonna you're going to see this verse, you know. God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes on him will not perish. It's a bad ending but experience eternal life, the ending of hope. Because Jesus came, our failures don't have to be final, which is exactly what the Bible says. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us from all of our unrighteousness. Your failures don't have to be final. You don't have to keep carrying that guilt and that darkness and that shame because Jesus came. Because Jesus came, we can experience a do-over, a, a new beginning. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they become this new creation. The old which used to define them is gone and the new has come. Because Jesus has come, we can find purpose and meaning and fulfillment. In fact, Jesus said this is why he came. I mean, look at John 10.10. Jesus said, I have come into this world to give you life and life in all of its fullness. Because Jesus came, we can have a great ending. mean, Romans 6.23, talks about both endings. For the wages of our sin and failures is death, separation from God, no love, no joy, no hope. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, hope. And I know it's very easy in a moment like this to feel very separated from it. I know it's really easy to feel like that's for other people, that we've just written such a bad story with our lives that there's no way we can find hope. But you need to know that's just not true. A great example of this is the Apostle Paul himself. And I know all of you aren't totally understanding or associated with the Bible, but Paul was a person that wrote a good majority of the New Testament, became an unbelievably profound and positive force for the hope of Jesus in this world, but that's not who he was on his own. On his own, he was a horrific human being So horrific, he used religion in order to badger and destroy people's lives, even having people killed. This was one angry man using religion as a battering ram, but then he met Jesus, who came, and he went from hopeless to a person of hope. But I don't have to tell a story. Look what he said. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. Here's a trustworthy saying, Paul says, that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. He's simply saying, God reached down to the lowest part of the barrel and plucked me out of my horrid story so that no matter how hopeless you feel, you could know that Jesus' hope can be real for you. So really, we come to the important question as we celebrate Christmas, how do we experience that hope? And though the answer is simple, a lot of people confuse it. I mean, they think they have to become religious and do the hula hoop dance of religion and change all this stuff themselves so they'll finally measure up to what God expects of them. Maybe they'll go from a, from a copper star to a gold star, from a gold star to a diamond star. That's not how it works. Jesus reached down to Paul at his worst and transformed him with the hope that only Jesus can give. And that's what he wants to do with you. How do you receive this hope? By simply putting your faith in Jesus. G- Jesus in his word says this way, John 1.12, Yet to all who received him, To those who believed in his name, that's not believing that he existed, it's believed in his name, believing that his life was the life you should have lived but didn't. His death was the death you deserved to die, but he died in your place. That his resurrection was to give you life. Believing in his name, when you do that, he gives you the right to become children of God, not children of despair, children of hope. So the question is, have you received him? Not are you in church right now, that's obvious. Not are you religious, Paul was religious, it didn't work for him. Not have you done a bunch of religious things. Not are you giving to the Christmas offering. None of that matters. Have you put your faith in Jesus? And if not, you can right now. It's not a difficult thing. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door of your life knocking and all you have to do is open the door and I'll come in so right here before we continue with our celebration of Christmas and all it means I'd love to pray with you so would you bow with me in a word of prayer even if you're online if you just bow in a moment of prayer if you hear that knock you know you have that longing and saying I need that hope I need that forgiveness why don't you pray with me Take my words in this prayer and make them your words in faith to God, not out loud, but in your heart. Just say, Jesus, by faith right now, I open the door of my life and I receive you. You lived the life I failed to live. I've sinned and you never did. But then you died on the cross in my place and rose again, so I'm giving you my sin. And by faith, I'm receiving your forgiveness and your hope. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed with me, we've looked for a long time to find this. It's a book of the Bible in journal form. You'll love having it. We want to give it to you as a gift. We just need to know you prayed with me. And we'd love to send you information about how you can start building your relationship with God. And all you have to do is let us know. We make it easy, we do a lot of texting around here. Our text number, as I've told you, is 31616. And all you have to do is send a one word message, Northridge. And we'll send you a link. Fill that link out, get it back to us. We'll send you that information and be praying for you. A lot of people look at the celebration of Christmas and say, it's a fairy tale talks about love and peace and joy and hope. I'm not seeing it. I'm not experiencing it, I know, because many haven't yet received him. It's when you receive Jesus that you finally experience what God did on that first Christmas. In fact, that's when it becomes for you a holy night.